Hi, I'm Mac. And I'm Leah. And we, and are, we are virtually, virtually BFFs. I feel I like that was kind of close. <laughs> um, you're new virtual BFFs. Ew, I hated that. Actually, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> disgusting. Um, okay. I have no idea what to say. I have not thought this out. <laughs> no thoughts. <laughs> this is exciting we're finally recording our first episode yeah it's been a long time coming i know with how much we talk i'm surprised this hasn't happened sooner yeah i feel like if you read our text it would kind of be like a podcast but a really irritating one it's scary like i feel like it would be so yeah i'd agree confusing it'd be scary hi callie yeah completely so for our first little get to know us episode we are going to be going through the 36 questions that lead to love from the new york times and we'll see if we fall in love during this we'll see if you guys fall in love with us hearing (laughs) us talk about it so much love in the room (laughs) yeah no love all around us and it's not even february yet it's actually a month out from Valentine's Day, the day we're recording this. It's crazy. It's true. It's because we're just such proactive people. We are. I mean, that's why I moved in a month and a half or a week and a half early. <laughs> oh my God. No other reason. Um, <laughs> Obviously. So, but these questions, I have downloaded, but I have not looked at them ahead of time. There are three sets. And from what I understand, each set gets more personal or spicy, something like that. So, cool. set one, question one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Hmm. Oh my God, we're going to have to edit out so much of me just. I know. <laughs> this is going to be us being like, mm, but I would, no, I, hmm. It's because so. I'm a very um, indecisive person when it comes to questions that don't matter. <laughs> so true. So true. Same. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume that it means alive. So not like from any time in history. Okay, that's good. I don't know. I'm gonna say yeah, alive. Okay. Because it doesn't say dead, so I'm gonna assume it's not. Yeah. If you have your answer, feel free to go. <laughs> Fine. Um, I would probably. Oh, there are so many good choices and so many impactful people, mm-hmm. but because that would be so much pressure for me to ask like a meaningful question, I really would want to have a conversation with Bjork. Because I, one, love Bjork, obviously. I have a Bjork shrine in my dorm. This is embarrassing. We but... will post a picture of the shrine. Oh, God. <laughs> so oh, you guys no. know what we're talking about. <laughs> there are four CDs, two vinyls, a Volta poster, and a DVD. I have the means to play none of these, by the way, <laughs> right now. They're just, yeah, for decor. But um, I don't know. I feel like she's really just, like, free-spirited. And it would be a fun conversation. And even though she is like the living legend she is mm-hmm. it wouldn't be too, as much pressure as someone comparable because she's she's fucking yeah. York no one's like her it's great I would love to be a fly on the wall during that dinner oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know if we could record it for legal reasons <laughs> like, no just for my fun. personal interest <laughs> oh jeez. okay Do you have an idea of who? Yeah, so I have like two very different set of interests. So because I'm indecisive, I'll say one for each. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So for my music theater interest, I feel like I'd have to say Lin-Manuel Miranda, naturally being a theater kid. Mm -hmm. But because I also love politics and talking about politics, I feel like I'd have to go with AOC for that. Of course. Well, she is 
I mean, in her 2018 campaign, she did the unhurt, like the unthinkable, you know, she, yeah. with just a grassroots movement, she offended an incumbent. So yeah, no, I, I totally, I was thinking about her, but again, I feel like I would just be so nervous around AOC. I would FaceTime you in to our dinner. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Oh my God, Callie's making an appearance, fun. Okay, question two. Would you like to be famous in what way? Yes, I would want to be famous. Of course you would. <laughs> but like, I'd want it to be like a controllable amount of fame, if that makes sense. Because yeah. like, I would love to do my whole like Broadway star, Broadway career thing. But I also want to be a teacher. And I feel like I'd want mm-hmm. to be able to be a teacher without the pressure of also having yeah. a famous Broadway career. Yeah, I feel like, I feel a very similar way. Um, like I, yes, to an extent, I mean, I wouldn't mind being known by like mm-hmm. certain people, but I don't think I'd want to be famous because like at the end of the day, I just, I, I don't know. I think I'm more of a private person also. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't think I could handle like becoming not famous if I was really famous, you know, <laughs> I feel like I would be one of those people as soon as I start going irrelevant, I like crash and burn. I'd be like, what Amanda Bynes fucking Lindsay oh Lohan God. MC <laughs> Hammer <laughs> like yeah no that'd be me completely. you know one of my fears of like of becoming famous hmm. is that I have no good yearbook picture and those always come <gasps> up when you're famous so true I don't either oh, I could God. not emotionally handle my yearbook picture being posted everywhere <laughs> yeah oh, that's such a good point wow yeah I definitely know that <laughs> oh gosh okay number three before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? Yes, because I have social anxiety. <laughs> same here. Same same answer, same reason. But I don't make many telephone calls. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom schedules most of my appointments still. Well, it's scary calling for, like, the doctor's office when it's a doctor you've never been to. Like, I had to call Boston Medical to get a vaccination because I didn't have my vaccinations up yeah. today because of course I didn't I'm not anti-vax I'm just stupid um <laughs> so I <laughs> I had to call and they were asking me like basic information that I did know but I was still so nervous it was ridiculous so yeah I definitely like rehearse it oh my god when it's like the doctor though I'm always afraid I'm gonna like accidentally give them the wrong information but the mm-hmm. way that I give them the wrong information will somehow be me doing something illegal <laughs> and I'll go, oh yeah no I'm afraid of that board. too with like or banks I've, I've only yes. had to call a bank like a few times but like I'm always afraid like I'm committing tax fraud yes so I don't know okay what would constitute a perfect day for you and I'm, I'm gonna like assume it means like an everyday thing like your perfect average day and not like yeah. oh I went to a concert yeah I'm assuming okay. that's what that means okay can we just start like what is your like ideal time to wake up that's a good starting point. Um, for me, like, I would say 10.30. 10 is too early. 11 is too late. 10.30 is, is good. Comfortable okay. meeting. Because I'm in the same ballpark. I'm 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's reasonable. Yeah. And then are we, are we eating brunch or are we waiting till maybe lunch or a snack? Um, I feel like, like a really light brunch because I'm not a big breakfast person same makes me nauseous I feel like the brunch food and vibes are what I need in my day 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would, I'd love like a brunch atmosphere, but I only get like maybe either a coffee or a mimosa, something like that. Yeah. would be good. We should do and that. And then for the day, I don't know, for me, I'd probably like, spend the day shopping and socializing. That sounds really nice. Just like casually, not like, you know, not I have to go anywhere. Just yeah. walking down from me like Newbury Street and seeing like, oh, I want to go in here and see what they have. Yeah. Okay. I feel like mine would be going on like a really chill, but like really nice hike with Amber. Mm, then, that's cute. Yeah. And then getting dinner with like a good friend. Oh, yeah. Like downtown and then doing like a little bit of shopping with them after dinner. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I would probably. In bed by like 11 p.m. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah, no, completely. I would probably, yeah, dinner. I don't know. Probably, yeah, just like a good friend, someone I'm comfortable talking to. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to like be a catch up thing, just, yeah. you know, casual. And then, I don't know. I, I honestly would probably just want to like smoke a bit in the night. Not enough to like die. Just. Yeah. Just to relax, maybe. Yeah, just to enjoy dessert that much more. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah, so I think that's a good, perfect day. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Me too. So, number five. When did you last sing to yourself or to someone? Or wait, no. Sorry, let me try this again. <laughs> number five. When did you last sing to yourself? When did you last sing to someone else? To myself? probably like an hour or two ago knowing me uh, <laughs> I was about to say yeah because someone else okay I had my choir audition today so mm. I sang to someone else at like noon <laughs> so both of these are today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I would say I, I don't remember the last I don't like think about singing a lot it's not a big deal to me so I would assume probably when I last took a shower which was at my hotel yesterday it was because I was humiliating singing um Diet Mountain Dew by Lana Del Rey awful last time I sang to someone else Jesus Christ I months at least I might have sang something for when I was with my last boyfriend I don't know we it was it was fun it was cute probably that's what I'm gonna go with I don't remember I always sing in like the shower in our dorm building and I'm very scared that all of my neighbors hate me for doing that. <laughs> I don't do that because so what I do so mentally I need to listen to music while I shower mm-hmm. so I turn my phone to really low volume playing whatever song I want to listen to put it in my little bag that I hang because I don't want my clothes to get wet and I can't even hear it over the sound of the shower because I don't want no one else around me to hear it I just need to know that music is going so I feel like you would be the one <laughs> We're in like a community bathroom to be the one to bring your own candles and like light them just to like have I... that experience for yourself. <laughs> I do not. I don't you do. I I'm just, just like saying Warren Towers communal bathrooms are not that big. I, I, you have a very nice idea of a communal bathroom. It is, I, I can no, no, barely no, like you move would be in the that one to thing. Do it regardless, just oh my for God. the experience. I can see over the shower. Awful experience. I hate being six, like six five, <laughs> just for that. I can see over that and bathroom stalls. And with that, we're gonna move on. <laughs> okay. Number six. If you are able to live to the age of ninety and retain either the mind or body of a thirty-year-old for the past six, for the last sixty years of your life, which would you want? 
That's like a math huh? word problem. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. basically after the age of 30 would you rather have your mind of a 30 year old or the body of a 30 year old oh my god i thought i was saying if i lived to be 150 what would i want what? <laughs> no, you are I was saying like when you reach 90 would you then want to get back uh... and I, like, I don't want to live until i'm 150 no. yeah um... i would go out on a limb and say um, I'm going to be a dumbass no matter what age I am. So I would choose body because I'm a very vain person. <laughs> I think I would also choose body. It's like, why the fuck would I want to keep my mind in the same place? Like, if I, I can't make that joke. Also, my Anyways. Like kind of scary. So like, I don't know where it's going to be when I'm 30. So it's true. Like a wild commitment to make. Yeah, I feel like it's just going to go downhill from here mentally. Yeah. Like, I'll get smarter, but yeah like overall in the mind I don't think it's gonna get better so okay number seven. Oh, this is a fun one do you have a secret hunch about how you will die um I can't answer this one because um when I would not take my old medication Abilify for a few days I would get very strong suicidal ideations so and they would always include me jumping off either like a bridge or a building so I would say that I think that's a very I think that's like the best guess I have <laughs> anyways what would you say so I also have like a pre not pre-prepared but I do have an answer for this very different direction than yours went but <laughs> I did the whole like past life regression meditation oh yeah I want to um, do that and I did two of them and both mm. times I appear to have been murdered that's how I died. <laughs> I feel like if it was two for two, then we might as well make it third times the charm and be murdered in this life too. I like that. Yeah, no, I, 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 knowing you, I could see you getting murdered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number eight, name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Is that like me and you I'm assuming because like questions um, for love it's supposed to be I the other person so, yeah. um we're both annoying we both talk a lot and say we dumb things. So <laughs> so um and I think we both like to wear the color black because we're both wearing black right now actually I'm wearing a navy but it's the same thing yes yeah I think those are very like solid blocks of my personality so <laughs> I think that's good that we have them in common okay number nine for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Ooh. I would say my friends, as we've talked about, I have like pretty few close friends, but I, I like divulge a lot to them and I put a lot of effort into those friendships. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but like with my friends, like I don't feel like I'd have much. So yeah, I just say relationships in general, like, mm -hmm. like my grandmother too, of course, mm -hmm. but she's... What like friend way. family to me she's I, I would absolutely constantly talk to her if she wasn't family so I consider that almost mm -hmm. similar okay. how are you good answer um for me I think it would be the access to education I've had like being in a fairly affluent district mm -hmm. and I've had a lot of amazing teachers and now being able to be in college so is an opportunity that a lot of people don't have I'm just very grateful for yeah. all of that being provided for me I was thinking about that answer too of just like privilege in general mm -hmm. it's like I mean I for many reasons I would not be going to this school yeah. <laughs> if I have not had the privilege that I had in multiple mm -hmm. ways um 
All right, number 10. Oh, wow. Um, we'll see if if you could change it. anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? You want to go first? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm scared my mom is going to listen to this. Me too. Me, me too. Let's get this one. This is not a fun question. Yeah. Number 11. <laughs> oh, this is too long. It says, take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. How about we modify this? Instead of four minutes, four words. <laughs> life story in four words. Can either be like grammatically correct or not. Either. I was just said one in three words thinking it was four words. So okay. that's how we're going. <laughs> I have mine. One catastrophe after another. How about you? I am very sad. <laughs> yeah, that's four. Good. <laughs> also, okay. Yeah. Number 12. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? I'm assuming this means like within the realm of reality. So not Okay, like that was my question. Power, this is like a... Yeah, I, I'm assuming but because it says quality or ability, yeah. I think it means like like a skill. I would say... I would love to wake up and know how to speak just like a really difficult language. Cause I feel like if you did like a romance, like it would almost be a waste. Like, I mean like Korean, Japanese, Chinese, Russian, yeah. Arabic, any of those. I think that'd be really cool. Cause like you wake up and you can communicate with like almost a billion new people. Like that's insane. I agree. I would choose that. That's a good one. Um, I, I kind of say, I wish I, woke up and was a really productive morning person oh I so much more done in my day if I oh yeah and because you're going to be a teacher so yeah no completely yeah. <sighs> okay we're moving on to set two and we get to, to set two you want me to huh? ask these? if you want yeah I can send them to you no I have another time oh you do yeah does it start with if a crystal ball yes Okay, cool. Um, just slight intermission. I just wanted to show you. Yeah. Um, still cannot sit in chairs properly. Anyways, let's continue. <laughs> For anyone listening, he's sitting on his oh, chair with his knees up to his chest. Because I am a, a, a fetus. Six foot five fetus. Terrifying. Bleach blonde hair. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Number 13. Unlucky number. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Okay, this, <laughs> this is going to sound like a joke. <laughs> and it kind of is, but I feel like it'd be kind of funny to ask it, like, if I'm gay. Just to see, like, if it said no, I'd have an identity crisis. That'd be so funny. But realistically, probably, like, we're... If oh, yeah, no, same. No, like, I, I, it was, like... It and it said no. <laughs> Yeah, funny until it's, like, bad. Yeah. But I would probably just ask something like, like, how did the universe come into existence? You know, like, something that's, like, yeah, of course you're going to ask that, but I'd like to know it. Yeah, mine would also be, like, the of course you would ask this, but in a selfish way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'd want to know if I ended up being happy or at the very least content with my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't ask that because, like, what if it says no? You know what? That's <gasps> a different problem, though. <laughs> I know when my time needs to end. Then. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> okay. <sighs> 
number 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Hmm. Dreamed of for a long time. Okay, I can start. Yeah, please do. I kind of have two. So one is more of like a bucket list thing, but I just want to have like my main character, like perfect movie moment. And like, I don't know what that would be specifically, but like, I feel like I would just know in the moment where I'm like, everything has aligned to this exact moment and it just feels really perfect. I haven't done it because I don't leave my house. Um, (laughs) But the other thing I've dreamed of doing for a long time is teaching. And I haven't done it because I need a degree to legally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we're getting there. We're in college. Mine is going to sound like a joke, but it actually is serious. For a long time, I've wanted plastic surgery. (laughs) The only reason I haven't is money. Nothing major. I just think it'd be like, it sounds bad. I don't mean it in like the way that's going to sound, but like, I feel like it'd be fun. Yeah. (laughs) Like not to think that like, I'll immediately be prettier. I just think it'd be kind of like neat to like, you just gotta live your best yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly okay what is the greatest accomplishment of your life uh that's a great question um okay it's going to sound like very cliche Mm -hmm. but I made it to age 18 yeah like I'm alive (laughs) and like like based on like criteria that our society has set up that I mostly don't agree with I'm like very much succeeding right now <laughs> so I don't know it's yeah I'd say that I mean I again I haven't like done much I guess the like I mean the only award I've gotten is like what made the dean's list last semester but like I don't it, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah I'd say that I like I fucking made it this far yeah that's a good accomplishment thank you um, I don't know I'm trying to think what my as you guys will learn through this podcast I have the worst memory of anyone to exist <laughs> so these questions are very hard for me I am the only person <laughs> who challenges her in bad memory but, only one I don't know my greatest accomplishment would either be the night that I directed my first choir piece ever when I was student teaching our senior year or when I got into Allstate for choir because both of those were like very validating moments for my Mm -hmm. future and what I wanted to do with my life and I feel like I will always value both of those. There was also the um like UNC and you're getting accepted to all that. I was just thinking that I was like oh wait I also got into my job for college that's pretty neat but yeah. Yeah yeah I agree. Yeah. We haven't done much, but we've done has been good. <laughs> we've okay. done what we can for not leaving our house or car that much. So true. Okay. What do you value most in a friendship? I would say like trust and more than just like a truth and lie way. Like, I mean, trust in, I can wake up knowing that like this person and I get each other, we're going to be there for each other. That's, that's just neat to have that faith in a relationship that you don't even have to really think about it I, I haven't got there with a lot of people but I agree with that's that. really important mm-hmm. 
my like kind of joke answer is someone who understands my sense of humor and won't report me for things that I say. Oh yeah, no, I completely um, agree with sense of humor, yeah. But on like a deeper level, <laughs> um, I also agree with trust and I have a hard time like getting really emotionally close to somebody and I have a lot of trust issues with people. And I think when you do find that person that just, you know that you're like on the same page and that you can be really vulnerable and honest with them and none of that will ever scare them away from you is such a valuable and unique thing to find in somebody. Yeah, completely. It's, it has to be like the right match of people. It's amazing. And now here we are making a podcast. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What is your most treasured memory? That's a good question. If I have any. Not like treasured memories, like memories at all. Um, I would say actually just, maybe it's not like one specific memory like scene, but it is a memory of a thing. Um, My grandmother's house in New Jersey, she moved, I think 2016. I think she moved, I think she actually moved in 2015, but she was moved in by 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can like mentally map out. I don't have like a great like mental visuals. Like I can't like, close yeah. my eyes and see something, but I can map out that house better than my own like childhood one that I grew up in before this current one. Mm-hmm. So that was just an amazing house. I do miss it. I mean, you know, I miss the memories I realized, but it's also just a cool house. But it was more of a condo, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was neat. So I would say that's my memory thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine is also more of a location that has a lot of memories but mine would be my middle school choir room because my middle school choir teacher and that room really just shaped who I am today and really just set me on my path of becoming a teacher and like my love of music (sighs) and all that so that would be that's so sweet yeah memory completely I love that on a different note (laughs) what is your most terrible memory Oh, I'm in a, okay, I'm making the executive decision to say the most terrible memory that I am willing to share. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep it kind of comical and lighthearted. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot that I, like, am willing to share. We can also skip this one. No, no, it's like, I feel like it could be good, like, for, like, a funny one, obviously. Um, I don't know what mine is, though probably drinking too much and vomiting everywhere because I don't remember much I mean I blacked out but I do remember being hunched over a trash can and like smelling yeah Mm -hmm. I'd say that that was a pretty fucking like just in terms of like raw sensory sensation that's a really terrible memory (laughs) okay I'm gonna copycat off of yours Mm -hmm. um and do mine also off of drinking but mine is the night when I realized that I do not process alcohol well at all. Um, (laughs) And apparently it's like a thing with like a lot of East Asians where they just like don't have the gene that allows them to process alcohol. Um, And so it was horrible. Like my heart was being super fast. I was super hot. Um, All in all, thought I was like, maybe this is how I go 
mm-hmm. last night of my life would be like yeah not a good that's the thing I don't <laughs> I, I always say I wish I had a low tolerance because I have a pretty high tolerance mm-hmm. like if I like that night I definitely got alcohol poisoning <laughs> like I got the symptoms <laughs> and everything I no I did I like woke up with cold clammy oh, yeah. skin but um I don't want to have like a low tolerance I wish I had like a middle tolerance Mm-hmm. like that sounds like if I could I'm just you have like five or six drinks mm-hmm. and be like pretty like, tipsy to drunk heaven I heaven. I wish I could like have a full drink and not feel like I was going to die oh because that's the mm-hmm. other thing I learned is that like I get really really nauseous but it's not a nausea where you can make yourself throw up and get over it you just oh. constantly feel like you're going to throw up Jeez. we love that yeah we do <laughs> <laughs> all right if you knew that in one year you were you would die suddenly would you change anything about the way you are living now and why honestly I know the immediate like answer for like a student would be like you know drop out go find happiness but, like honestly I like what I'm doing I like studying what I'm studying and I I <laughs> it sounds stupid, but honestly, yeah, what I would probably do is t- do this semester, probably not take it as seriously. Yeah. Then over the summer, you know, like travel, see people the next semester, just take like classes that solely interest me and that I'd want to do. Mm-hmm. And then chill until the 14th. Yeah, I wouldn't change much, actually. I'm really enjoying things. That's good. Um, I... <laughs> would change the way that I'm living I think I probably would drop out because I do have a bucket list and there's a lot of things on it that no that's like a very good decision like like just to be clear I'm not like trying to be like I'm better than everyone else I want to study no like that's like a very rational thing to do I wish I was like emotionally in that place about college right now (laughs) I'd be in a lot better place but like I would want to be able to say that I achieved a lot on my bucket list and just like I see people on like TikTok or online that are living more of like the van lifestyle and get to travel and see so much nature and it just looks so peaceful and I feel like in my final year of life I would really want to do everything I could to achieve that level of peace and contentness with my life. Uh, Completely yeah no I think that's a very like normal way of thinking about it like not that I'm like you know, trying to be different it's just yeah, yeah. I don't know I realize I am definitely in the minority and that's probably how it should be <laughs> <laughs> all right what does friendship mean to you I mean I think there's a key difference between being friends with someone and having like a friendship mm-hmm. I mean I'm friends with plenty of people but I only say I really have friendship with a few and I think it's again as we talked about I think it's trust and I think it's I mean, I just think it's a, a real love for someone, mm-hmm. not, you know, romantically, obviously, yeah. just. No, I agree. Yeah, you, you have to realize the role that they've had on you, like on you becoming who you are and, and continue to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of it. I completely agree that it's definitely just having that safe space with them. And I oh, think yeah. on top of that, too, it's. The difference between like just having a friend and having a real friendship is it's the people that are also willing to call you out and like mm-hmm. let you know when you're in the like when you need to know that yeah. you're 
because well, I, you're just discrediting them, discrediting them if you're not exactly because like, I think when you're like just friends with somebody, they don't feel like they are in the right place in your life to be able to do that, which can is either right or wrong depending on the situation. But in a friendship, I think they know the right way to do it and when it's needed. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. All right, what roles do love and affection play in your life? I feel like a lot of it is with friends because you know I currently am not dating anyone um it was for a while it was great but just didn't work out between the two of us yeah. but yeah I mean I feel like you don't have to be dating someone to feel love and affection from someone but also maybe not love but affection isn't necessarily it doesn't have to be expressed to have a love you know mm-hmm. often they go hand in hand usually they do but um Yeah, I feel like for my life, I mean, I feel that, what do I feel? I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like for me, it's just kind of stability, security, because I'm already on a pretty good course, but it's just like encouraging me, making sure I know like I'm in the right direction. So it's it's more stability than steering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Um, And like, I really like admire that about you and like how what role it plays in your life because I don't think I it really plays the same role in my life because I'm way more of a logic driven person than an emotionally driven person and because of that I think I can be bad about reciprocating love and affection or I'm not always super aware of it being there um and it's not something that I feel to be like a a super necessary thing for me to be able to continue on in my life but to be fair though I am close with my brother and I'm very and I have a overall pretty good relationship with my parents and like I love my pets and so it's definitely present in my life I just wouldn't say it's a huge part of who I am it's not like the central tenet yeah Mm yeah yeah we love being emotionally unavailable we do (laughs) (laughs) alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner share a total of five items so i guess so total like not each but total (gasps) i don't know (laughs) let's do that so i mean i guess i can start so i'll do three um I think it's very, like, a good positive characteristic is you're, you're, I feel like you're good at balancing your own needs and selflessness because, you know, you're, I I mean, when you want to be a teacher, it is, you know, you're doing a service to people who probably won't appreciate it, you know, students who really, most of them probably won't, but you're, you're not, like, you don't completely give yourself up you are still rooted in your own needs and I feel like that's a real that's a balance I really admire and I hope to get on my own oh I appreciate that thank you <laughs> of course uh, a positive characteristic about you I think that you have such a beautiful way with words in writing like when <sighs> I've read papers that you've written or I have a lot of notes that you've written me or sent me that I honestly cherish so much because I just think you're so eloquent and 
I don't know. I just think you really bring a beauty to words that I don't see normally. That is so sweet and um, funny you say that because I actually did bring with me a note you gave me <laughs> from a while ago. But mm -hmm. yeah, that sounds really sweet. I don't know. I just remembered that. But um, then, for I mean, for you again, I would say, I mean, it's less you know, emotionally deep than those, but you just have a killer sense of humor. You're just, you just, you always make me laugh no matter what the situation. <laughs> like you're gonna be talking about anything and you always know how to make me smile at least. Aww. I appreciate it. See, this is one of my best friends because you are one of the few people in my life that consistently thinks that I'm as funny as I find myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. It's all that matters is like the individual, like current audience finds it funny, but it's funny. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the hell it is. <laughs> Okay, a positive characteristic about you. I think that this is something that you've really grown in and I really admire your growth in it, but I think you have a really strong, but like not an aggressively powerful way of knowing what you want to do in your life and where you want to go with your life and making this, the decisions that you need to make to get there, whether that be with education or with your family or friend relationships. I think you just have a really good way of quietly but powerfully standing up for yourself. And, but just like, I admire your courage in a lot of decisions that you have made. And I think you've really grown there. Thank you. <laughs> it isn't, you know, it's not easy. I feel like there is a lot of pressure from people. I mean, you know, like grew up with affluent in an affluent family surrounded by people who are being primed for that world. And there is still a lot of pressure. I mean, still to take my life in a direction that I would know that I know I wouldn't be as satisfied in. So that means a lot that she said that. <laughs> um, and finally, to round off these five things. I would say this kind of plays in with how we're talking about friendship, but I feel like you're a very stable person for me, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like I can go even like a month, like weeks to a month without talking to you mm -hmm. and not feel like there's anything wrong, you know, not feel yes, like I agree. that there's something between us yes. that it's like, oh, she's not talking to me. What's happening. Mm -hmm. It's like, we can be separate, not only physically, but also in communication. Mm -hmm. And I feel, at least I feel that there's no, still stability there. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I think it's also like, to add on to that, I think it's also because we know that we don't ever intentionally ghost each other. And at least for me, <laughs> I have the bad habit of just reading somebody's text and forgetting about it. I know that later. habit very well. <laughs> like a month later, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I never responded yep. to you yeah no I've done that too like ooh, a lot of times so yeah no I love that I think that's really important mm -hmm. there are very few people even within my friends that I have that with yeah Aww. I appreciate that that was so good <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the next one yeah we can talk about it in very shallow depth <laughs> Okay, so how close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people? If you want, I can go first. Um, yeah, please do. <laughs> go for it. Okay. So for the close and warm part, um, with my family, I feel like I would compare it to 
the tides in the ocean where through my whole life it really comes and goes with both my relationships with individual members of my family and the same for the rest of my family I think there's been times where we have been very close and it has been a very supportive place and then there's periods of times where it feels a little bit more distant there's stuff going on that goes on um in regards to my childhood I wouldn't say that I particularly found it happier than most other people's I don't think there's anything inherently or obviously problematic or bad about it um I I think it left me with enough stuff that I went through to make me a funny person now but I would not go so far to say that it was happier than other people's (laughs) yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah I would say I mean my family isn't that close and not very warm it's like you know both kids went halfway across the country for college like from Colorado but my brother went to University of Florida and I'm going to Boston University um yeah I don't know it's a lot of I feel like that's I don't I don't think that starts with like our immediate family I think that's kind of common for the family in general like a lot of my dad's family stayed in Morristown New Jersey where he's from Mm -hmm. um one of his brothers is within walking distance of my grandmother's house and the other is still in New Jersey I think just like a town away or something but um yeah, I don't know, not super close-knit, but still, you know, not, like, distant. Like um, huh? You and your brother are, like, homing pigeons. Just yeah, like- exactly. Set us off and have faith yeah. we come back. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, not super warm, just, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just not a lot of expressed emotion verbally, which yeah. is fun because it always, like, gets to a boiling point and then... Mm-hmm. Nobody speaks to each other for a month. Um, childhood, I mean, my childhood was kind of lonely. Just like mm-hmm. family, like my parents worked a lot. So like I had my brother and my dog, but it's still like, yeah. it's only so much. So, I mean, I, I don't know about happier. Cause again, I was very well taken care of in terms of I never had to worry about like where my next meal's coming from. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a give and take, like everything. I, yeah, I, like you, I don't know if I'd say happier. Yeah. I don't know if I can judge that. Yeah, okay. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? I can. Go I feel it. like, huh? Yeah, go for no, it. I no, no. I was saying if you wanted a second. Oh. <laughs> no, I. Ready, feel free I can go. see. Yeah, no. I um, my relationship with my mother, I feel like, is getting there. You know, it's. I appreciate the very clear effort yeah. on her part, even if I haven't made everything as clear as I really should. She is very clearly making an effort. And that's something I've come to appreciate more recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still probably not where it needs to be, but much better than many people's. So, you know, it's you're always going to be in a better position than at least one person in a worse position than at least another. So very true. in the balance, could be better, could be worse. Yeah, I get that. I think for me and my, for my mom and me and I, whichever. Um, I think <laughs> I think it's grown a lot stronger as I've gotten older. I think we've had a lot of we and we still do have a lot of differences that I think as a child I hadn't 
experienced enough and didn't have the maturity to really understand those differences. And I think as I've gotten older, I do think to my mom's credit, I think her um, way of thinking and her mindset has become a lot more flexible. And I think that combined with my better understanding of where she comes from and all that, I think has allowed us to become a lot closer as I've gotten older. And right now, like I say that she's my closest family member. We definitely talk the most and I feel like we have a pretty good relationship right now. That's good. Yeah, it's important to realize the growth that both has happened and Mm -hmm. could still happen in the future. That's always big. Yeah. Okay, set three. I guess I'll read this one since (laughs) trading off. Yeah. Okay, set three, the deepest, most probing questions. 25, make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling blank. Um, I guess I'll go first um, because it's pretty obvious. We are both in this Zoom call feeling excited to start a new podcast. (laughs) Yeah, okay, mine is we are both going through some pretty major life milestones and changes Mm -hmm. in the midst of the COVID pandemic. And (laughs) we have both similar and different obstacles that we have faced and overcame during it. Completely, yeah. Um, I would say we both know what it's like to have some privileges that are very clear and some places where maybe you could say like our privilege is deficient where it's not as clear. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Okay. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share dot dot dot. Mm -hmm. Are we going to talk about this like romantically or how do you want to answer this? I mean I'm assuming it just means like in general whether it be like a relationship or not. I don't know if yeah. Um, I would say I wish I had someone with whom I could share um, just like my favorite passages from things or poems. I just like that. I, I very much like, I mean, I, I I was about quotes. I feel like now quote, like a quote can only say so much, but it's not as complete, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't need someone to understand it. I just think yeah. it'd be neat to no, smile and nod. <laughs> I mean, I do have some people like that. Not like, I feel like I'm in, a vacuum of people appreciating anything you know I just think it'd be cool to have like someone who's as interested in that realm as I am you know I think that'd be neat no I really agree with that um by saying mine it's not to say that I don't have people in my life like this um it's just something that I value Mm -hmm. in people but um I wish I had someone with whom I could share the full extent of my anxieties and my um, other mental health issues with and feel supported and not judged about it. I completely agree. Completely agree. (laughs) It's, It's important. And a lot of the time people who don't mean to judge and don't think they are come across that way. Exactly. And sometimes they'll, you know, say one thing to your face and then go back and do something completely different. And you're like, well, 
what did it matter? So I, I completely agree. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number 27. If you were go going to become a close friend with your partner, you know, please share what you think would be important for him or her to know. Um, I would say that I do, I would say I, 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 I kind of seek stability in things, not like, not, not in terms of like a schedule of doing things, just like, I like consistency. I like friends that don't have to worry about, I, as we begin talking, like that trust. So that's important to me. And it's not that I don't value people who can't provide me that, but they don't ever seem to end up as closer or long-term friends mm -hmm. if, if that's not provided between the two of us. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that's also something that's really important for me, but to be different, um, I think it's important for them to be able to have a serious or a deeper conversation with me that's logical. I get tired when I consistently have conversations with people that are very high emotion driven. Completely. And I think it's important also for them to mm. be able to understand when I have something serious that I need to talk to them about that it's with my best intentions that I want to talk to them about it and be able to have that mature conversation about it with nobody getting yeah. defensive or feelings hurt. Yeah, that's something we were just talking about last yeah. night where it's like, if you don't have emotional maturity, mm -hmm. there, there's just some conversations you cannot have. Yeah. Like just straight up, like you can't engage with people who don't have a certain level of emotional maturity at some things, yeah. Completely. Um, number 28, tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time, saying things you might not say to someone you just met. Cool. Um, um, I would say for you, I really admire how, I wouldn't say not, you're, you're not, not that you're not afraid to, but I feel like you express yourself in ways that I, don't, I, I don't think I'd be able to, you know, like, I feel like you're very forward, not like always expressing everything that's on your mind, mm -hmm. but you're very deliberate about what you say, I feel like. And I, I feel like you, you give me the impression that when you speak, at least, you know, beyond like just a casual context, you know what you're doing. You're very deliberate, not in a cold calculated sense, but in, again, like a mature sense. Yeah. Thank you. I really you know the weight of your words. Yeah, I genuinely appreciate that because that's something that I do try to be intentional and conscious about. Mm. Um, something that I really admire about you is your ability to reflect on your past and be very, very open about acknowledging your own shortcomings and then being able to take that forward with you. I think I can sometimes struggle about either just looking back on it and taking that time to reflect on it, or I can struggle with acknowledging my own faults and situations and then growing from that. And I just really admire and the numerous conversations we've had, just your openness about where you struggle and then being able for me to see and you share about how you've grown from it is just a quality in you that I really admire. 
that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah, I, I try and look on my past in the most objective lens possible, even though, you know, it's never really possible, but yeah. just trying to see other people's perspectives and understand either why they made a decision that I wouldn't have made or that I disagreed with, or if I made a decision mm -hmm. that I would no longer make and why that is. Yeah, that's something I really value. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now on a slightly lighter note, <laughs> number 29, share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Um, I have one. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that one should not be recorded for a podcast, but um, <laughs> I do have one. Um, my senior year, I was sitting on the floor of a teacher's classroom. I think it was during my partial, I'm pretty sure. I was waiting for another friend mm -hmm. to um, arrive. And I was like sitting, like kneeling down just because like the chair was occupied. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting on the heels of my shoe mm -hmm. and I accidentally spread my heels too much and rip my pants square down the ass yeah I, I thank god I had a flannel on so I just tied it around my waist and okay. I was fine no one saw yeah that was a horrible experience um that was probably up there with the most embarrassing things I've experienced in like the last few years that was awful and it's like still to this day I occasionally just like brush my hand back to make sure it didn't happen and even though I know it won't it was I thought it was very audible but apparently no one else could tell Okay, I, okay, I'm not sure how to answer this because it's a combination of having no memories, but also <laughs> being embarrassed by everything I do. Yeah. So like, I don't know if I have like a big memorable embarrassing moment. I just feel like sometimes, oh, I can think of kind of an embarrassing one. Um, I was in my play script analysis class yesterday maybe and we were talking about what makes a play a play and everyone else was giving more serious legitimate answers and <laughs> sometimes I just speak before my brain catches up to control like happens that. to the best of us <laughs> and I definitely said well a play is just a book but for stupid people <laughs> and you and I can defend it. So I think it's a true statement because I can defend it. It just was maybe not the thing to have said. <laughs> I don't know if I can agree with that or not. <laughs> because, okay, let me exp further expand on this. But I was saying because it has act and scene breakdowns. So it tells you where the action, where you should be picking up action happening. And it clearly tells you who is speaking. So you cannot get confused <laughs> about who is speaking. And I mean, it gives you so much context. Like plays in like their notes give you so much more context than most books do. <laughs> you know what? You actually have a point because I read, what was it? No Exit, that play in like 20 minutes. And I was like, I feel like I should not have gotten through these pages so fast. But yeah, no, that, that makes sense. <laughs> Oh God. Okay. Number 30. When did you last cry in front of another person by yourself? Okay. In front of another person within the past month. I don't know who it was, but I'm sure I cried in front of someone yeah. in the past month by myself, like last night. 
<laughs> mine, I'm pretty sure I'm right on both of these. So by myself, I think it was in my car, just listening to some music. And it wasn't like a sobbing thing. It was just like tears rolling down my face very dramatically. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. Just, I don't know, art in general gets to me. Music does a lot. Certain songs just really... It's just like the, the music video, like rolling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, another person, I think it was before I left, um, probably early December, my friend Dylan here in Boston, I was in her dorm and we were listening to old songs from middle school mm-hmm. and she played this one that I have very strong mm-hmm. associations with mm-hmm. and I just like was completely zoned out staring into the distance just crying and she like was very concerned for me and I was like no it's okay I just want to <laughs> listen to this song <laughs> yeah Why? no it's I, music does make me cry I'd say, I'd say more consistently than most things mm-hmm. um number 31 tell your partner something that you like about them already wow I mean okay we should I, like- I'll go more superficial yeah say we should go shallow I I really like your tattoos. I think you have good taste in curating them because I love the artistry of color tattoos, but I think a lot of the time with placement and mm-hmm. decisions of what the subject is, they can look a little yeah. weird. Not bad, just yeah, yeah. strange. But I feel like your tattoos are very tasteful and very well done. Thank you. That's like the best compliment because I love my tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I... Just think you have the coolest hair. I mean, like I, I knew you're gonna say my hair. I've always loved your hair, but now that it's blonde Ew. and it's like more grown out than it's been in a little while, and just oh, the combination, it just looks so good. Yeah, I think I am gonna grow my hair out a little bit more. Not like till it's yeah. like long. Just I, I like this kind of fluffy look, and it's not too hard to maintain. It's so mm-hmm. fluffy, it looks so Thank good. You. I do look like a golden retriever constantly. I'm like coming to accept that. Yeah. Okay. I am one, and it's okay. I love totally that. Okay. All right. 32. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Um, <laughs> Not good people to be asked about this one. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I would say, I, okay, I, I would not, I would say generally things related to mental health like suicide with big asterisks. So like mm-hmm. personal experience, I joke about my personal experience all the time, do it actively. I, I, it's my way of, my humor is like a huge coping mechanism for me, but someone else's that's not okay. I, like if they give you permission, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. but like just them saying something totally not okay. That's what I would say. Just mm-hmm. in general, it's something that's become, I feel like with the increased awareness of it, it's somewhat become trivialized. And that's not okay. It, it's yeah. serious. These are real illnesses. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. Um, I think mine is also a little bit on the note of if it's about a personal experience, obviously it's up to your discretion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. as a generalization or other people's experience, it should be joked about. But anything about um, a generalization of a race or a racist experience mm-hmm. or encounter someone's had yeah. obviously if it's your own you can say something about it and people yeah. with a similar sense of humor will find it funny but if it's a generalization about another race or yeah someone else's <laughs> experience that's just not mm-hmm. not a topic that should be yeah. talked about in that way exactly and another thing I just remembered kind of with 
mental um, health and everything. Sexual assault and rape, ju- just don't, just don't, <laughs> just do not. That's it's not that hard. And again, on experience, great. I many times, done many times, many times, but yeah. no, just don't. No, I agree. Okay, <laughs> number thirty-three. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you regret most not having told someone? And why haven't you told them this yet? No, I have to think about that one. This is really cliche. I just feel like telling all my friends that I love them and all my family, you know, it's like, I know it's very overdone, but it's like, especially friends, like with you, we talked last night, we're talking right now, but like, I mean, like, friends, like, I haven't talked to her. Like, I mean, like, Jessica Hughes, I haven't talked to her in a few weeks. I saw her, like, at the beginning when I came back from break. But, like, yeah, I'd want to talk to her, like, one last time. Really, the whole family, love all of them. But yeah. I'd be like, hey, love you guys. Just stuff like that. Like, people I haven't seen in a while. Because the longer it is, even though you know that they still love you, have that consistency, it's still, like, you, you want to hear it one last time. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that. Just, again, friends and family, the exact people you'd expect. Yeah. Um... I'll keep mine a little bit not going into a ton of detail in case my family listens to this. <laughs> um, but mine would probably be with my dad. And I think it would both be a combination of expressing ways that our relationship has either both positively and negatively affected my life and shaped who I am today. But then finishing that with acknowledging, I think, the growth and maybe the tact we're able to avoid certain things around each other um, to improve our relationship, which was not great before. That's, yeah, that's amazing. I, yeah, I, I think that's a really good answer. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't happened yet because I think there'd be oh. a lot of repercussions to having it if I didn't mm-hmm. die tonight, so. Yeah, no, completely. It's always, it's always a gradual process with those things. It's never, I mean, it is sometimes all at once, but mm-hmm. ideally it isn't. Okay, 34, your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? Sorry, I'm looking around my dorm room. <laughs> yeah, I, I am too. <laughs> um, Honestly, I, I it sounds weird. I feel like most of my stuff that I own isn't too sentimental. Because I don't tie... I'm, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm not a sentimental person, but I don't really tie those sentiments to things. You know, I, I think probably because it's more recent, if I thought more about it, I'd probably find something else, but I would say either, yeah, I would say, I'm going to say one thing being like one collection of things, like a category of things. Mm -hmm. Um, My grandmother gave me, I think probably a year ago, um, an old collection of the Harvard classics, which is, you know, famous series of books. I think it's like in all I'm, it, with the actual classics and shelf of fiction. Well, there it's missing a few volumes, probably like 
60, 70 ish books. So a lot. So that's why I'm saying like one collection of things and not just one of the books, but they belonged to, I think my great grandfather. I don't, they're printed early 20th century, like first 1900s. So um, yeah, I just, again, there's not a ton that I, I mean, like I could choose like, you know, expensive coat, expensive laptop, but just doesn't feel worth it. So yeah, I'd probably say that just because it kind of meant, I mean, well, not kind of, it did mean a lot to when she gave them to me, even though they were just like laying on her um, TV tray. <laughs> it was like, I don't know. It, it was, it's like a family heirloom, but also I will probably end up reading most, if not all of those <laughs> books over the course of yeah. my lifetime. So it's 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 cool. that yeah. strange combination where it was like the perfect gift and Ooh. I mean so much to me yeah <laughs> okay for me okay being in my dorm room it would probably be my student teaching binder from my senior year because it has all of the music and notes and the script for the choir and musical that I worked on and as I think I said earlier, it's just a big milestone in my life and a big yeah, affirmation yeah. in my life. In that same vein, if I was at home where I had it, I would also want to get my Allstate medal. That makes sense. Yeah. Symbolic of that huge thing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it's like one of the few awards I have that's not like a participation prize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> okay, 35, ooh, a fun one. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? By um, disturbing, do you mean like- emotional? I think it means like disturbing to yourself and not like disturbing as in like, oh, they were really young or they were really something, you know, I think it's like more impact on you. Yeah. I would say, I mean, it's pretty obvious for me. I would say- at this point, my grandmother, just because we are so close, I do interact with her daily and I call her like every other day. Mm-hmm. And we're just, she, she's always, but we've always been really close, even since I, like before I could remember, apparently. Um, she's always spoken so highly of me. She, you know, she, um, whenever I go there, she, and especially my grandpa too, Den, he kind of gives me those. Do you ever get like from your grandparents, like the future talks that like, your generation's gonna save the world and do all this and I'm kind of like yeah <laughs> like that and I feel like they, they they and my grandmother you know person mm-hmm. I choose is provide an optimism and a faith in me that really does help me get through my days yeah. so I, I would probably say that at this point your grandma's such a cool woman the best so awesome. I mean I got the best grandma ever literally yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never had like one of those talks because I only have one living grandparent left and the others mm. died either before I was born or when I was really young. But yeah. like, yeah. I'm sure if I had one that um, had similar political beliefs to me, <laughs> that talk would have happened. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. It's, it's, it's really sweet. Like th- what Den always does is he'll mm. <laughs> just talk about how it's always kind of the same order of things but I love it every time it's like technology is advancing so fast you're going to be around for and even if I'm not I'm going to be happy for you and then you're going to do amazing things (laughs) it's funny too because it's like 
he I, I like you know acted a little bit when I was younger not like into high school or anything or past but he'd always say up through like a few years ago that he's like I'm gonna see you on Broadway someday and I'd always be like I'm not gonna be an actor but thank you I'm gonna see you on Broadway someday <laughs> oh god <sighs> um for me okay if pets count it's my cat um Callie, yeah. the day that she goes might be the day that I go I don't know how I'll make it past her dying. Pets are are a different hurt when you lose them. It's yeah. Yeah. It's okay. She has at least like 12 more years. Oh yeah. No, Callie is not going anywhere. You guys have a while longer to listen to me. Yeah. No, um, she's completely healthy. But not counting pets, it would probably be my mom because I think similar to you with your grandma I think my mom is the person in my family who understands me the best and who I think I connect with the best um personality wise I we definitely have our differences but at our core Mm -hmm. and I think how we deal with and process information is pretty similar and I think losing her would lose a really big connection and confidant and someone who understands me in my life completely I totally feel that yeah okay last one this one seems a little bit brighter number 36 (laughs) share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he I'm gonna say they because how they might handle it also ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you've chosen also, before we answer the question, I realized we didn't really say this in our introduction, but just to put this out there for anyone curious, I do use she, her pronouns. Uh, oh, yeah. I use he, they pronouns. <laughs> okay. Just to put that out there because I realized we forgot to do that. Mm-hmm. We can okay. probably include that in the beginning if we, yeah, yeah. we should. We should. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a lot of personal problems. So are we going like, let's narrow them down. Are we going like a shallow, pretty easy to I think it's like I'm assuming it means like an interrelational thing so like maybe a problem you're having with like family friends dating something like that if you have one feel free to go because I I do okay go ahead it's kind of funny um because I don't think he'll watch this but I mentioned it earlier but I dated someone for about a month and I broke it off because I feel like we're going a little too fast just Mm -hmm. with not not in like a romantic sense not in any other sense actually but and I, I think I regret it. It was like, not just that I think he's, you know, a really great guy, but I feel like there was a lot more there. Mm-hmm. And I think I acted very quickly. And I'm trying to decide, like, really, it's been like this week, if I'm going to express that and how, mm-hmm. because we still do talk really most days, especially recently. Um, and I don't know how to maneuver this. So what would you do? I think... I think especially because you guys do still consistently talk and the fact that it didn't end on like weird terms or bad terms, I think would encourage me to at least bring up the the topic for discussion and kind of feel out what their reaction is because I wouldn't want to necessarily immediately play all my cards in the sense of really Mm -hmm go into detail of 
how I'm feeling and yeah yeah any like regrets I have about it because I wouldn't want to also lose that friendship and that person in my life yeah of but course. at the same time I think I would be too caught up living in the like what if of what would have happened if I had said something that I think I would later regret not having not said anything, anything. yeah okay and then I guess reflect back how I seem to be feeling mm-hmm. and I think because I think if they seem open to talking about it even if they don't necessarily reciprocate it I think it would be really important for your relationship either dating or friendship yeah to have that out there and open um but just to gauge what's happening and then kind of tailor what you say to that yeah I think that's very good advice and probably what I'm planning on doing (laughs) (laughs) okay my personal problem this isn't with any specific person this is just a problem I have in general um but it also has to do with dating but I have the issue where when I'm starting to get to know somebody maybe we've gone on like a date or two but it also starts to feel almost too fast for me and like just the speed at which it feels like they're getting to know me and especially if it starts to feel like it's getting on a deeper level really scares me and Mm -hmm. just like the thought of getting emotionally close to them and vulnerable when they do have the option of leaving me is very scary and so I generally have the gut reaction or like knee-jerk reaction to be the one to just really pull away before they can do it but also a little bit just to see like what happens if I do because like I have such a fear of them like leaving and abandoning me abandoning me it's like how how dedicated are they how would they respond but it's also a very self-destructive thing so I don't know what to do with that (laughs) yeah that's definitely a problem I've had to maneuver I would say I know it's so cliche but yeah just like be upfront about it maybe start as friends like and and be slow with labels like you can be exclusive before you consider yourself as dating if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like you can talk to this person and say hey can we just not see anyone else can we like delete dating apps and but still not be dating yet I'm just not ready for that step I just feel like that's a lot of investment and I don't know if I want that yet and I want kind of not an out but okay yeah I don't want to feel like there's no other avenues. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good way to start relationships in general. I know that's what I did when I was boyfriend. So yeah, I think that's just an important thing to, important boundaries set Mm -hmm. that you may not be ready for that immediately. You may not be ready to call someone a boyfriend or a girlfriend in a month, two months, three months and longer. And that's fine. That's totally fine (laughs) like labels are a big deal they're they're you know they're how we maneuver in language Mm -hmm. so yeah no it it makes sense and I I get that aspect of feeling that there's almost an emotional tie to these things because often there can be Mm -hmm. so I would just be clear and kind of talk to them about how the, the this is kind of a big thing for me 
And the idea of labeling it in this way is kind of scary at this point. Would you mind taking it slower? And if they don't, obviously not worth your time. Yeah. No, I really appreciate that advice because I think one of my biggest reservations maybe around dating relationships is the feeling that it has to go from zero to a hundred so fast that's like you meet on a dating app you go on a date or two and then like suddenly you have to label it and it's like a thing and I think having that advice and reassurance that it can be slower and there can be more boundaries to it is a good thing for me to remember and keep in mind so thank you I appreciate it of course yeah completely all right we've made it to the end of the 36 questions are you in love with me i mean i already was in love with you so but now i'm just even deeper in love with you. <laughs> stranger <laughs> god I like um yeah you and you're like actually this made me dislike you even more <laughs> oh no i am in friend love with you so yeah, we'll see based on what that magical crystal ball tells me if I can date you or not. I, I still think I'm gay, but we don't know. We'll never know until I ask. This is the ball. <laughs> yeah, this has been such a fun way. Both, I mean, I kind of feel like, you know, I already knew you, but to deepen the knowledge in a more, in a more expressed sense and also to be able to have our, whatever audience we may have, get to know us a little bit <laughs> going forward. Yeah, like Rachel Scott, my roommate. Oh Nasha, yeah. My mom, mm-hmm. probably your grandma, maybe your family for being oh, yeah. our listeners on this episode. Of course. <laughs> we appreciate yeah, it. Those are all our okay. And speaking of shout outs, yeah. shout out to Rachel Scott for doing such amazing art for our whole display our whole setup every graphic they're beautiful (laughs) and then if you guys want to check her out because she posts her art she'll do commissions all of that you can check out her instagram which is art by rachel scott and we if you check out our instagram which is virtually bffs she will be tagged on there all of the information about that will be on there and then also for our intro music we got it off of pixabay.com and it's flavor by what a boy so if anybody wants to listen to the full song it is on there (laughs) yeah all right i mean gosh i think this has been a pretty decently long episode, honestly. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't <laughs> know we were originally going to know so much about us, maybe more than you wanted to know, but. Probably, yeah. I, I can't imagine anyone who'd want to know all this. We're only going to go deeper from here, so be prepared. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what BFFs are for. <laughs> so much for listening this was so much fun Mm -hmm. just a reminder that we do upload every other week so check us out in two weeks for our next episode (laughs) we will probably be playing a fun game we'll decide on what that is but i think that's what we're gonna do (laughs) we'll figure it out we will in time okay we'll see you guys then thank you so much for listening yes bye now (laughs) 